here in America, they say that you're supposed to work from nine to five, Monday through Friday, be off at night. You're supposed to go get your kids, give them a bath, eat your dinner, do your homework, go to bed and do it again. And I have spent my entire life trying to not be that. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. Welcome to today's podcast episode. And I'm so glad that today I have a very special person here. That is Brooke Haynes, and she's a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And this is something we don't talk so often about in the podcast. So it's actually like I'm super excited to have her expertise and her wisdom on the show today for all the scanners, all the multi-passionate entrepreneurs. So welcome. So happy to have you here, Brooke. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. I'm excited and thrilled to have this conversation. Yes. And how I usually start is asking you a little bit about your story, like who are you, what is your story, and how did you become a multi-passionate entrepreneur? Like, how did this all evolve? By itself, <laughs> unintentionally, and it is who I am. And I didn't call myself this, or did I label it until I accepted it? And so how it happened was that I set off on my journey of being an entrepreneur and through the bumps and all the things that go on as the journey of the entrepreneur, I always had to have a side gig to keep bills and everything paid. And, um, but I always trusted where it was going and everything I did led me closer of more of what I do want and less of what I don't. And now I have arrived in this. I found myself in a position where I have three solid things that I absolutely love. So I couldn't give up one over the other and I have owned it and I am thriving. And I, I feel like I'm like, okay, I've made it. Yeah, I love that. And can you give us a little bit more insight into, because you said like now you own it, like what happened on the path? Is it that you questioned it? Is it possible to even have um, like more businesses um, at the same time? Was it that other people questioned that? So what was the struggle with it? All of the above. The struggle was that if I wasn't focused on one thing, how was I going to soar or thrive? I would have friends that tell me, you just need to settle down and pick something. And I would have coaches tell me, find that one thing or it'll never get big. I was a, an assistant coach for a business coach. And we told everyone that, like, like you know, let's, let's hone it in. Put your passion. Yeah, we'll, you'll have time for your passions later. You'll have time for those other businesses later. Right now, focus, you know. So I always thought that I was just not right and that I needed to hone in and I just wasn't there yet. Hmm. 
So what do you think, like what changed so that you finally could own it? Was it someone telling you something or did it just happen overnight or just perhaps with age because we get wiser the older we get or what made this the shift for you? The combination of being wiser and my own personal growth. Okay. And acceptance has been a huge part of my journey, a health journey, mm -hmm. a um, business journey, a mom journey. Mm -hmm. Acceptance has been a really big theme I've been noticing. And it's when I said, when I really wanted to narrow in who I wanted to talk to as a coach specifically, and I was like, who am I? And I, with that question, I just totally went into exactly who I am. And then I was had the awareness of how awesome it really is. Okay. So what would you say now? Like if someone comes and says, I love to make paintings, like I love to paint. I love, I, I also love to cook and I'm an amazing coach and I also love real estate. So if someone comes with like really lots of passions and just wants to start out like how would you because I know that you also coach people like that what is your advice then for them to get started and to actually get all of them up and running oh the my, first thing we do is look at where they are and no matter where they are on their personal journey there's always room to really hunker down or dial in I'll say on the personal part of things first. Because often when we feel overwhelmed or when we th think we can't do it, or I felt crazy, you know, I was like, am I crazy? I don't feel crazy, but everybody tells me I'm crazy, you know, that type of thing. It That's all personal work. Mm -hmm. So really dive in. Now, a lot of people who want business coaching about how to get all three revenue streams in selling don't want to hear how to be a, you know, how to really dial in on themselves. They want to hear about the business. Mm. but everything starts falling into place mm. when we start really looking at ourselves and our emotional life and things of that nature. So that's where we start. Okay. So you would say like, it makes total sense, obviously, as I work also on the personal sides with my clients. So I obviously am very open to hearing that. <laughs> so would you then say that the perfect path for them shows up like it can be very different for everyone and for them the perfect path shows up through gaining this clarity and gaining personal growth so then it's not that you can give the advice start with this and then do that it's it's a very unique and personal path absolutely every person i work with it's a unique path and and sometimes it looks like they reduce a lot of they they really look into what they love mm -hmm. And they can really bring that awareness to what serves them and what isn't. And that doesn't mean this business or that. It means what they're doing inside of it. Mm. So they can start to simplify in the business as well and see where things overlap. And But everything is a personal journey. I don't think I have three stories or two stories that are the same. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah. So what can you see like a, a unique pattern showing up then with, with these clients where you say, okay, these are the multi-passionate personalities. They share these and these and these traits. It could be childhood stories. It could be specific beliefs of I'm not good enough or perhaps I'm too good. I don't know. Like, can you see some patterns that you could share with us? What a great, fun question. 
Yes, I have seen patterns. And, and there's a couple different patterns. The one I typically attract are people who have very, very large, like very big visions that are so big, they're like kind of abstract. Okay. Like they see the vision, but it's like, that's a 20, 30 year vision. It's a world change vision. Yeah. It's not their vision in the five years or 10 years. And so a lot of things fit it and there's a lot of fun in it. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of pieces to it. I mean, you know, there's all those things. So I don't tend, I, I rarely think only one time, actually, have I worked with someone who was very detail oriented Hmm. because typically someone who is very detail oriented, don't get themselves in the kind of situation that we've worked with. Um, but not to say that there that's a right or wrong. It's a different personality, Mm -hmm. right? Um, also it's people who the bottom underlying thing that they're keep striving for is that they're not doing enough Mm. in which when I first thought this, it's not, I didn't believe this, but I have learned not doing enough is almost the same as not good enough. And I wouldn't have recognized that as being the same in my beginning of my journey at all. Cause I thought I was good enough. I just wasn't doing enough. Mm. And for to, to deserve things, to have things, to see the accomplishments, you know? So that's, that's a couple of really big traits. Mm-hmm. Usually they're very energetic, a lot of high personality, a lot of loving people. And then another key thing that's very common and that I own very much is, is that too much of anything for too long, it get bores them. Yeah. So the multi-businesses is actually what's saving their businesses. Yeah. And so when they try to say, well, I have to simplify, I can't live like this. They take away the first thing everyone tells them to do is to pick something and do that. And then they're unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of personalities I live. I work with a me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Happens to all of us. I think we happen with, we work with former ourselves. Okay, that's super cool. What I have um, written down is like um, big visions, like visionaries, huge visions, like rather the long-term vision and not the five-year goals and stuff and like world change than not doing enough. I like this, like like almost like a synonym or like a different way of I'm not enough, but in the expression of I'm not doing enough and um, very energetic very loving and I really want like this part about that things get too boring like that they need the change so I would love a little bit more on that so what happens if there is a person because I actually am thinking of several also of my clients now when they have this yeah my business is really going well now but I don't even have like an idea of what do like what else I want to do but I know that I get bored like what's your recommendation now Depending on, so you got two things going on. You got a personality and then you got a business, right? Um, and I usually try to address everything at the personality level or personality, emotional, physical state level, right? Because mm. then it's easy to address the rest. <laughs> the, um, but the if I'm having someone that's starting to get bored, which in my, the people who I work with don't really fall into that because we got a lot of things to look at, right? Um, and a lot of things to grow. But typically, if it's the business, if they do like to keep it simple and they're not really trying to do a whole lot, they're just bored, then they could get creative inside their business. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and they could try an, uh, you know, another program or a different type of marketing that's suitable or something. So where I, where I was, couldn't wait to go to this, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it in right now because this is it. Collaboration. Mm-hmm. Collaboration will take boredom out of anything like cool. that. Like, cool. so that would be what I would do. Okay. Super cool. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about collaboration. Like how did you come across collaboration? Was it something someone told you or did you just stumble into it and figure it out? Like, Hey, now things are not boring anymore because there are so many different interesting personalities. Like how did it happen? I had a vision when I was 23 years old, I was successful in multi-level marketing and I was on a stage in front of a thousand people. And I believed at that moment with every core of my body, that if we were all doing something we loved at the time, I called it step into our, if we take our hobby or our passion and just do that, we can make money with it. That's kind of how I explained it back then. But it's, if you take your passion or your mission and create a revenue stream out of it, then we could, it would all work together through exchanges of money, of services, of all kinds of things. And imagine a world where all we're doing are the things that make us happy. You know, I'm not saying there wouldn't be contrast. There would still be contrast, but what your work is, you know, is things that you love and you have a passion about. That was 20 years ago when I had that vision and they practically booed me off the stage. (laughs) They thought I was a sweet little girl and wanted to pat my head and send me on my way. But guess what's happening? It's here. It's unfolding right now, right in front of our very eyes. And so we take this when you walk into a networking and there's seven other coaches or five other insurance agents or whatever there is, instead of going, you should be like, yes, let's do something together. And the power and the impact and the energy that comes out of that is amazing. And you won't get bored, even if it means because you got to figure out another personality to work with. <laughs> you know, you will not get bored. Bored. <laughs> Even if it means like, yeah, you being triggered by all the other people, (laughs) you definitely won't get bored. No, (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I love the idea. So um, because I know that you also like see yourself as a high achiever and also the group we are talking about, obviously, multi-passionates usually like are high achievers in there. And I want to talk a little bit about money mindset also because you now talked about, you know, collaboration. Money mindset, big topic, Um, high achievers, obviously wanting to also get somewhere in it when we speak about finances. Um, So I have two questions. One is, if I have multiple interests, multiple um, businesses, multiple passions, how, because there is the saying out there, if you focus, like what you focus on grows, how do you do this with multiple businesses? Like if you have three or four, that they all grow, even though you don't put all the same energy into each one because you have you have your energy. That's it. Right. So there's 24 hours in a day, which would mean 48 half hours. So let's just say you want to work a third of that. That's 12 half hours, six hours. You can focus on a lot of things in those times. And you can like give focus to a lot of things, right? But it is kind of like plate spinning, but not in the way of chaos or stressful. It's a focus, okay, focus plate spinning. And for example, and 
so many of the coin ADD has just been hot and popular. People own it and love it. And now it's starting to be something that they even, people will even say, well, it's just my ADD kicking in, right? But there is something to it that people think is a problem. We've been told, oh, you should focus. I worked with a woman that said it takes 15 minutes for your brain to fully get involved in something, 15 minutes for a transition. If you're not working on something for at least 30 minutes, you didn't even get anything done. And I believed it. Okay. So I did all these practices to just focus. I never felt like I had ADD. If I wanted to, I'd focus on that for as long as I want. But when I was allowed to say, let's just see what happens and how this all unfolds. And I was working on so many projects. It was when I was making a lot of money and still working on a lot of projects that I started this acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. And I could pull up an email and address this. And when I went to go get the link, then I would see another something to address so I would either sometimes go ahead and do that or sometimes go back to the email and people would say that that was insane. I thought it was insane. I would tell someone, maybe you need some medicine, right? <laughs> but when I accepted it and allowed it to just be, I got just as much, if not more work done in a period of time than all my friends who focused on one thing. Mm. So it was a lot of little things happening at once, building up to the end of the day and it all got done. But my brain never had a chance to get bored. And this is against a lot of popular belief, mm. a lot of data. See, data to me is just whatever you want to believe, you can go find data to back it up, right? Yeah, so sure. it's against a lot of popular belief. And I'm not saying that everyone is like this. I'm saying there's a personality type that this fits. And I just happen to be that person. Yeah. <laughs> And I can partially relate. So I think I'm a mix between different types because I definitely work like that as well. Like sometimes I just click all over the place, like, you know, like there is one thing to address and then this and this. And I somehow I just I also have it more in my mind than on paper. Like I don't write to do lists. I know there are 10, 15 things in a day that I want to address. And it comes back in the right time. And then I do this and then 10 minutes that. So I get this. Um, I think I'm not the full expression um, like you are, but I do get this because I get a lot of stuff done. Like other people sit there and they don't get a lot of stuff done where I wonder like, hmm, interesting. Even though you focus, like nothing is happening. So I do fully believe also what you said, what you want to get the data for, you will get it. So <laughs> it could be to back this up what you just said or what the opposite um, person says. So this was what Can I was... Can I say one more thing about that too, yeah. if you don't mind? A lot of it too is just allowing that to be. So if you're like, actually, I'm listening and it sounds great, but I'm more focused. Okay, then, that's a, then, then relax into being focused. And if you're hearing this and it kind of re resonates, the key is not just to say... Ah, oh, look, there's other people out there too, and it can work for them. It's to relax into it and be it because the acceptance of that is what makes it work. Otherwise, it's still proving it won't work. Yeah, the acceptance, permission piece, like non-resistance, right? Yes. <laughs> Just going with the flow, whatever it is. Yeah, I love that. And 
Okay, and then now let's make the little um, thing, like the little arrow to money, because this is also where people say like, yeah, if you focus like with 100% on the one thing, this is what's going to generate the millions. And you would say, no, you follow the passion and you could make the millions with doing, building five businesses at the same time. Yes. And you know, what's funny about that is rarely I bring in money what I'm focused on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me explain what I mean by that. My very favorite thing to do right now is, and it has been for like over a year, is, you know, when you go networking and you show up in a group and you grab someone's name and you may have a one-on-one with someone, I love one-on-ones, free, Mm -hmm. free one-on-ones. There's no selling involved. If anybody's networking and think you show up to a one-on-one to try to sell your business, and that's why it's not working. But it's it's no expectation. I literally love meeting new people who I've never met before. I love learning where they are in their journey. I just love it. And by the end of our one-on-one, you know, it's supposed to be, you tell me about your business. I tell you about mine. Boring. I'll usually get to know that person, right? And I can usually tell you a lot about that person before it's over. And do you know when I do that, that's when money shows up in my inbox. That's when a client reaches out. That's when I have, you know, a $600 product order. That's when things happen. And so I've noticed this. And then it happened to me the other day. I was doing something totally, I was working on something and having a blast with it. And it was a free something that I was doing. But guess what happened? I made like $2,000 that day. (laughs) So it's not direct. It's an energy exchange. It's not a task exchange. Yeah. So now you still have to take action for those things to grow and for people to know that you're there, right? But it's weird. So it's not that the actions are what brings it in. Yeah. It is the actions, but it's not the actions of the business that brings it in money to that business. Yeah. They're not that directly related. Yeah. Yeah. I love that point that you bring up because yeah, so true. And it's almost like power of synchronicity and um, yeah, being in your flow, being like doing what you love, being in the non-resistance and taking action because you love take to take action and that brings in money through whatever it can be business related it can be totally non-business related and this is because you say like i just love what i do and i do more of that and if i switch things and what do you think about the idea of positive expectation like are you expecting money to come in as well like is this also something you follow i expect it just to be there i don't expect how or where, and if I ever get myself caught up in thinking, like counting Mm. or a plan, I try to stop as quick as I can. (laughs) Because I'm like, because it, it, for me, it just doesn't work out that way. For me, I just go ahead and live as if it's already happened. Yeah. And it does, it takes care of itself. Mm. Okay, cool. So for all those people who now wonder, like, how is she doing that? Like, how are you living? (laughs) Are you spending the millions before you have them? Or Does it mean more in a way of embodying the person you want to be? Or do you do lots of stuff where you don't have the money for first and then it miraculously shows up in the moment that you need to pay? I think it's a little of both. There are some things I have done on credit and then the money showed up right after. Often I'll just commit and before I make the payment, it comes in. Mm. And then there's this If anybody can explain this, this one, if there were words for me to explain this one, I'd probably be, you know, we'd be going somewhere with it. But it's this fine nuance, right, of 
being and living it as if it was there, but that doesn't mean you're just spending away and it doesn't mean you're not. It's just like this energy of being in it and knowing it's there and moving forward. And when you knowing what you need and knowing it's going to be there and it is, you know, and there's things. And the more I want something so bad, because I feel like I need it, the harder it is to get that money to come in. But the more it's just fun, it shows up, Mm. you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I totally get this. Yeah. It's a, it's a sweet spot. It's a really thin line, a sweet spot. And once you're there, like everything just clicks like that, 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 that. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned the word fun. Like how can, and you're a beautiful expression of fun. When you, when I look at you, it's like, you're just all smiley and energetic and fun. So I guess that also plays a big part, right? It does. And it had, and it's something for me to remember. And it, and I can't just be like, Oh, I need to go have fun because things aren't working. So I need to go have fun. So I'm going to go have fun. So things will work. No <laughs> way. I, I have to get up. You know, there was a time period recently before my son started school, he's in kindergarten this year that I would work a 12 hour day, but I had fun in between every call and then the next call. So it was really only a six hour work day, mm. but I spread it out. Mm. And then I would have fun and then work and then have fun and then work. And uh, frankly, I would do anything to have that schedule back again. (laughs) It was so much fun. I would be on a call and I'd be like, buddy, let's go run around the block or for a hike. Do you think we can make it to the woods and back by in 55 minutes? (laughs) You know, let's go get a cheeseburger. And we would just have so much fun. And it wasn't work, even though I'd wake the first thing I do is start working. And the last thing I do might be working. It was so much fun in between. Mm. So now that he's in school, I'm Mm. telling myself that I need to work. And when he gets off, I'll be off. And Mm. I have, and I do. I can't tell you it's that much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you could hear myself say, well, why don't you just put the fun in, a, in the evening? Well, again, going back to the beginning of this conversation, my mind likes to go different places. So I like to explore and have fun. I decided, I tested something that I created something called the freedom run. And it's when I drop him off and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. And I have six and a half hours to do it. How in the world is it going to happen? When I'm feeling like that, or I'm feeling stagnant, I go get in my car and do a freedom run. Love the car. I go get in my car. I go around the city. Usually it involves a coffee. Okay. And I go through, or my favorite little rainbow blossom place that I go and visit. It's like a health food store. And I come back and I can't be gone less than an hour because of the route that it takes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if I'm pushing an hour and a half, and even though I take that hour and a half out, because if I would do it when I want it and I like it, I get more done in the other four and a half hours than if I had just not done it. So I've allowed, I've given myself permission to do it. Yeah. I love that. How to bring this in and really follow your own cycle. And I think what you, what you open up, like what we started before with the money, but also with, you know, having like many passions, but also in your workday, like the flexibility, I think just the idea for many people, it doesn't come to them. Like they don't even have these ideas. And I think to open your mind to that, to the way of like how many ways flexibility can show up or you can incorporate flexibility in your life in yeah doing a freedom run with your car, working like an hour and like splitting your work up over 12 hours and stuff. Like, I think this is super helpful for people who are stuck in like, this is not working how I'm doing it. And 
there is no fun in it and life is horrible. So I think that's super cool. Yeah. And it's all, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I've spent my whole life trying to be different. See here, here in America, they say that you're supposed to work from nine to five, Monday through Friday, be off at night. You're supposed to go get your kids, give them a bath, eat your dinner, do your homework, go to bed and do it again. Okay. And be grateful. And then, and then on the weekend, you can party it up and go out to dinner on Friday night. Right. And everybody goes out to dinner on Friday night. <laughs> okay. And I have spent my entire life trying to not be that because it, there's something about that. That's very unappealing. However, then when your kids start school, as long as he's not being homeschooled, if he's in any kind of school, You found yourself in this situation. I found myself in this situation after doing everything I could not to be. And so I feel like to bring creativity to that flexibility when either A, you haven't spent your life figuring out something different because it's all you've ever known or think about, or B, you have, but you're stuck and you don't know what else to do. Like I felt when school started, like what, what are my choices really? That's when you step into the creativity and say, Fun doesn't mean it takes you an hour. Fun doesn't mean it means you have to go do something drastic. Fun could be like when you're on a call, I have something called, if you have to tell the other person to hit that you're on mute, you have to take a drink of water. You know, oh, you're on mute. Oh, everybody take a drink of water. You know, just that kind of fun to put into your schedule, to break it up. Go ahead and schedule that 15-minute call with a friend or another colleague. Have work buddies that have schedules like yours and do it. So fun doesn't have to be, we got to go to the beach or we got to take an hour out or a half a day. It can be these small little increments. And on that last note, I used to do this thing where I had in a minute and three seconds, I could run downstairs, hug a tree, feel the energy and get back upstairs and get back on Zoom in a minute. I love this. I love this. <laughs> and I would have people hold on. I'd be like, excuse me, one moment. <laughs> It'd take me one minute. <laughs> and it would make that call because so much, it just, it would do something to that call. <laughs> it's super cool. I love all those mini ideas um, because it's all like against boredom. What you said, people get bored. And this is, you know, like all those many ideas. And yeah, what if you can't, because this is also a thing I hear from multi-passionates, Like, I want to do all those businesses and all those ideas, but some things might not work right now. It might not be the right time. As you said, like, you have to give your kid to school. Like, this is, like, you have to deal with that situation. But how can you find tiny things to switch up and to bring the fun in? So perhaps it's not the five businesses at the same time right now because there is some money issue or whatever, you know. But what if you then, like... Again, the huge vision that you mentioned, like what can I do right now, right now to bring more fun in and switch things up? Love that. That and that I think that's probably the biggest point of all of it, right? Because just like, you know, everybody says, I want to live a balanced life. Well, that doesn't mean in a day you're going to have a one-third this, one-third that. Mm. One, you know, that's not how a balanced life is typically for most people going to work out. It might look more like this week it was that. Next week, it was a little this, or this year, it was this. Yeah. Next year, it was that, you know. Overall, we might get to balance, right? But, and that's going to be the same in these businesses, these multi-businesses. Sometimes, some businesses will just have to hang out and wait a little bit. And then other businesses will get a lot of attention. If I'm in promotion period for one business, the other two don't get a whole lot. 
of stuff going on, you know? However, when I step back in to the other one, usually I got the momentum going for the one I was in promotions with, right? Mm -hmm. The money works out and all of it works out, but to, to do what you just said, do what you have to do right now. And that's the difference between being overwhelmed and feeling like you live in chaos and being like simplifying. It's not taking everything off your plate. It's doing what you just said, Lydia. It's just yeah. what you just said is how you simplify. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we are on the on the same page here. <laughs> no, <just joking. laughs> awesome. Okay. Super cool. Um, I do have some questions left. We could go into whatever um, direction, of course, but we have like a little bit less than an hour. So yeah. What I would like to know more of, it could be challenges you have dealt with and how you overcame them or from your clients. What are like perhaps one, two, three big challenges they face or you have faced and what was the, the way out, the solution? The biggest challenge is not always the what looks like it is on the surface, but it ends up being is the guilt or fear of family members and friends resenting them or not liking their lifestyle or thinking, you know, because they do tend to have a lot going on. I'm very close, just like everyone is. I have a lot of close people around me and I, you know, it's really hard to sometimes if you have to choose between during this time, I need to do this, but this is my friend needs this or When you're out with a friend, if it can, sometimes you can put down the phone and sometimes you do need to answer something just for a second, you know, those kind of challenges. How do you deal with making sure you do put it down more often than not? And how do you emotionally not carry the baggage of, are my friends going to hate me for this? Mm. Or, you know, when there's choices to be made between, and that would go with anything, any business or any thing that happens, mm. right? Business or 10. But um, that tends to be when I work with people and I really get to the bottom of a lot, bottom of the thing, it ends up being because I'm going to lose my friends mm. or this is going to happen or, you know, something like along those lines. Mm. That's a big one. What is usually your, your medicine for that? <laughs> no. <laughs> So there's a couple steps. I don't have a big one pill for it. That's mm -hmm. for sure. But there's a couple steps. And a lot of that's the inner work of detect of dealing with the guilt and the, the emotions that come to you, right? When these things happen. And then two is we do got to have some standards and some boundaries in our life as well. So first we deal with the emotional work of, okay, why are we putting this story on us? right? Why are we thinking that someone was resenting us or mad at us? And if they're telling us they are, why are we reacting this way? So first we work with through the emotions, but then, and then we set boundaries and standards because we do have to turn it off. We do have to simplify sometimes, right? Hmm. And so to just set a standard in place, like recently I went to my family down in Nashville. We landed half day on Thursday, was there all day Friday. All, and then we had a half day Saturday. Well, I had cleared my schedule for Thursday, but I didn't think ahead <laughs> that there was some really important emails that needed to go out that, you know, so, and when they did go out, there was a lot of platform issues. So everybody was calling me the whole drive, but it wasn't until I landed at the house, I could take care of it. And they were all waiting on me. Okay. Everybody was waiting. So I get there, I greet them. And then I, I deal with it, right? I deal with it. 
And then I take care of what I need to do. I let them know what I had going on. I let them know what I, how I've structured my time. And then I put it away. And then the next day I had two meetings. I let them know ahead of time. And then I put it away. And then on Saturday, I did nothing. I didn't even open my laptop. So I just let them know what to expect. Uh-huh. So if I hadn't have told them that I was going to have two calls ahead of time, they might've felt like I was leaving to go work. But now they know I only have two calls and then I stick to it with my standards and boundaries. Right. So it's a flex of that. Mm. So I'm going on a vacation where I'm going to turn it all off for five full days. And you, we can come back on and talk about how that went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but I like this. It's really very often like the big issues we are facing or people are facing are really daily things like what you said you know the guilt tripping over all my friends what are they going to think or like people pleasing mentality like oh you know like judgment from other people if I don't do this and that and like that's a lot of the inner work we have to take care of so I totally agree with that perhaps one more thought one more yeah two more questions one more question around synchronicity Do you have any fun stories when it comes to synchronicity? What is your, because I've recently done a podcast about that, about the power of synchronicity. So do you have anything to share like about your thoughts when it comes to synchronicity? They're so, it's so fun. Just the word itself is fun, (laughs) you know, but one of my favorite is kind of how, what led me to knowing you, you know, I was in a point where I was at a contract with a lady and I was working, I was assistant coach for her and I wasn't sure if I was going to renew it yet. So I had this window of time where I wasn't, didn't know what I was, which direction I was going to go. Was I going to sign it and have money? Was I going to have to create something else? Where's the money? You know, all that. So I just let, I let it go. And I decided I was going to do for like this 30 day weird period of time, I was going to do Lyft, like an Uber, a taxi kind of thing on Friday and Saturday nights, just to bring in some extra income. And at the time I didn't really need it. I was thinking an extra couple hundred bucks a month just to soften the blow. Right. And during this time I got into the car and I could do anything I want. I just turned on the little thing and I, I could talk to him or not. I had no expectations. I had no responsibilities. I could turn it off at any time. And I got to play the fun game. Okay. I got to see, oh, if I was doing it to have fun with no expectations, what would happen? And so I saw that I I could say, I'm ready for a conversation about relationships and boom, conversation about relationships would show up. I wonder if I can make it to how, I wonder if I can make it to that side of town. Boom. Can I go to that side of town? And then as soon as I uh, was like getting tired, but I did it anyway, rut row, like it went south. People weren't very nice, not any tips, bad neighborhood of time, you know, <laughs> the things like that. So I learned from this and I ended up only doing it for like three and a half weeks. And I said, okay, so if this is how it works, F it, I'm just going to go have fun in my business. And that's when I lined up a bunch of one-on-ones, my favorite thing to do. And as soon as I said, F it, I'm just going to go have fun. Two more days later, I was on an ad and I heard Nick Bro say, have you ever heard of the F it fun game? (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a real thing. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> and so I, I entered that. It was the only time I've ever clicked on an ad that I can recall on purpose in YouTube, because I know what happens when you click on ads in YouTube. I took the entire e-course like within that night or two days. And then I land into this group. And from there, the synchronicities behind everything that had been happening in life started unfolding. And I started meeting people where now my whole world and who's around me is full of synchronicities and fun games. And it's like an of course game, right? It's like, well, of course this is happening. This is how we live, right? And so, I mean, that's kind of, it's a broader story of that, but there are so many little ones that are fun. I love saying, one, 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 like 11, 11. That's my, my little thing to myself that I know I'm on the right track. And so every time I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on the right track <laughs> and I see it all the time. <laughs> so you're so right on track. Oh, I love this. I especially love the little Uber story, like the taxi story. That's so cool. And sometimes when we really let go of this, yeah, like when we fully detach from the outcome and just do it for the fun of it, then we are so relaxed that really those things start dropping in. And this is then again how the evidence, like our feeling for the evidence is being built. Because now we see like it's just there in front of our eyes. So then our belief level raises. So it's like a really like a, a positive self-fulfilling prophecy, like and it gets stronger and stronger. So I do love that. Yeah. And also like how we met. Super cool. <laughs> yes. And yes. The coolest people we can meet and don't even remember exactly how we met. We just yeah. know we're supposed to. And I have a thing now. If someone reaches out like that or I reach out to them like that, I just trust it. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, this is going to be cool. And I already knows it's going to be a real good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. Like the fun we had today. And yeah, I think that's such a great reminder. For me, it's very like ingrained now, but I think it's still amazing to have this reminder again and again like do it for the fun of it like for business really to let go because so many of my clients they come with this like oh I make this money or I do this and then I make this amount of money how much do I have to do of this to make more money and I say like fuck it like you know like forget about it like focus on what brings you fun and excitement and joy and then the money will sort like there is more to it but that's the basic thing like if I think anyone can take something with them today it's really this how can I just have more fun in my life in my business in my life And just incorporate a little bit more of that. And yeah, synchronicities will start happening because of that. So I think you're a beautiful reminder of that today. Thank you personally also for that. <laughs> Thank you. It's a wonderful conversation. I love sharing space with you and just having fun. <laughs> yeah, just having fun. So easy. Fun. <laughs> Perhaps one last thought um, that you would like to give to the audience. Like when we wrap it up now, One last important thought, mind shift, mem like reminder, whatever comes to your mind. My one thing that I would leave with people is actually a question. And that is, what is your wish for humanity? And that first thing that kind of comes up from like your heart and soul, that is something to follow. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you for the conversation today. I guess we will follow up at some point with another conversation, but that's it for today. Thank you for your time. It was wonderful having you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me here. And I look forward to... Did you like this podcast you episode? You. Then I would be super, super grateful if you gave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Super helpful. And please subscribe to the podcast and share it with people who you know can benefit from it. 
You can find all links to my social media profiles, my website and contact form in the show notes. And whenever you're ready to take a next step, and that means you want to live a life of more on all levels, then send me a message with where you want to go and what is keeping you where you are, like what keeps you stuck at the moment. And then I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you for listening and until the next episode, much love to you, Lydia. Lydia.